This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Listening to Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. Here again is Dan Loney. Well, the concerns over Puerto Rico's debt crisis continue, and unfortunately, it seems like there's no end in sight. We'll wait and see on that one. That comes from the prospects of a bailout by the U.S. Congress having been slim up to this point. And for the economic prospects of the island nation going forward, Puerto Rico missed on a payment of $400 million or so last week, and now the governor, Alejandro Garcia Padilla, says that they most likely won't be able to make an $800 million payment coming in July. But uh, once the debt issue is taken care of, what are some of the changes that need to happen within the government so that it doesn't happen again? David Skeels, professor of corporate law at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, and he has graciously joined us for a few minutes of his busy day. Great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Uh, it's great to come in, and it's nice to have a three-block walk uh, <laughs> to, to hang out with you. It is. Uh, I guess before we get into the the kind of the next phase, we have to still look at what has happened, the money that is still owed, and, and why this has all happened, and why this continues to happen. What do, What's your viewpoint on it? So on the how we got here, as is often the case, it's overdetermined. Lots of different things happened uh, to send Puerto Rico into a tailspin. One of the things that happened was Puerto Rico had a big tax break uh, for manufacturers who came to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Pharmaceutical companies in particular took advantage of that. That tax break was phased out starting in the late 1990s and finally phased out, I believe, in 2006. Mm And a lot of that industry left. So that was one of the problems. Uh, They've had employment problems generally. Uh, They ended up over the last 10 years or so funding government operations with debt. And uh, there's some other factors as well, but uh, those factors are are some of the big pieces of their problem. Is there any uh, expectation at this point that we will see some sort of agreement happen between Puerto Rico and the Congress to kind of take care of this debt, a little bit of a bailout? There certainly is a chance something will happen. There are a lot of people scurrying around in Washington right now. There have been about four different bills uh, proposed. The main one on the table is a bill proposed by the Natural Resources Committee in the House, which has jurisdiction over territories. Uh, House Leader Paul Ryan has made clear he wants to pass something, yeah. and so there there is a chance if there's anything that might pass in this election year, help for Puerto Rico might be yet. But uh, there are a lot of moving parts, and there are lots of things that could go wrong. The the question has been brought up, and I'd be interested to get your opinion on whether or not, even though Puerto Rico is a territory, should they have the ability now or down the road? to be able to have the possibility of a Chapter 9 bankruptcy filing? Well, I think they should. Uh, Many people think they should. Not everybody thinks they should. As as most people who are listening will know, Chapter chapter 9 allows municipalities in states that permit Chapter 9 to file for bankruptcy. Puerto Rico was excluded from this in 1984, so Puerto Rico's municipalities cannot file for bankruptcy. 
In my view, Puerto Rico itself and its municipalities ought to be able to file for bankruptcy, but there's lots of opposition to that. Some people would be okay with Chapter 9 for Puerto Rico's municipalities, not yeah. for Puerto Rico itself. Some people don't want either. Some people want both. Is it just the, the fact that that they are a territory that is really holding back the government or or you know from designating Chapter 9 as a possibility for Puerto Rico? Historically, yes. If they, yeah. if Puerto Rico was a state or had become a state, there'd be no question about the ability of its municipalities to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. Now, there would be a question whether that's enough. A, a large share of Puerto Rico's debt is either directly or indirectly owed by Puerto Rico itself. So some yeah. people think, including me, that Puerto Rico needs to be able to file for bankruptcy. But Putting that to one side, it's clear its municipalities would be able to file for bankruptcy if Puerto Rico was a state, but this is this is something that they lost out on because yeah. they're not a state. Does it did it surprise you at all that they that they they knew that they were not going to be able to make the four hundred million dollar payment last week and mm -hmm. and seemingly now they're already saying the eight hundred million dollar payment's not going to be there as well. Uh, not too much of a surprise. Yeah. They, the governor's been making clear since. December that yeah. these are the big obstacles. Puerto Rico had missed some small payments several months ago, but what everybody said was the big payment in May, the big payment in July, those are the ones Puerto Rico just cannot make. And Puerto Rico has kind of committed itself to that position, saying we can't make it, and we've missed the first one, and it, it looks like they will miss the, the July one as well. So what is it that you would like to see happen here over the next few months in the process of trying to alleviate the financial burdens that, that Puerto Rico is dealing, and even more so, setting up a structure for this government and this economy going forward so that we're not talking about this consistently or even a one-time again in five to ten years. In my view, there are two things that need to be done, and I'm putting aside the things that need to be done to make growth possible for mm -hmm. Puerto Rico. There, there are a variety of things there as well. There are issues about the minimum wage. Um, there are issues about Medicaid payments to Puerto Rico. I'll just push those to one side yeah. and focus on getting the core of Puerto Rico in shape. The two things Puerto Rico needs, in my view, the first thing they need or we need is a financial control board, a board that yeah. would come in the way boards came in in Washington, D.C. in the 1990s, in New York in the 1970s, be given fairly extensive powers to fix the budget, to prepare a five-year plan for Puerto Rico's future, and to basically get the government uh, in order. You, you don't get into this kind of financial trouble without having governance problems, sure. without having dysfunctional government. So the first thing that's needed, in my view, is a financial control board. The second thing is debt relief. In my view, what they need is Chapter 9 bankruptcy or its equivalent. This yeah. could also be done through the territories clause of the United States Constitution. There could just be a territory restructuring law. In my view, there needs to be that as well. As I've already said, I think it needs to be available not just for the municipalities, but for Puerto Rico um, itself as well. Puerto Rico has $72 billion in debt now. That's more than their GDP. Yeah. Um, they, they just can't pay it all. I guess for a lot of people that, that since it's not within the territorial, you know, the, the boundaries of the 48 states, the contiguous 48, and it's, it's you know, off our shores, a, a lot of people, 
you know, haven't been following this closely enough, but this is a link to the U.S. I mean, they are a territory, and this needs to be something that is addressed in, in quick fashion. And I guess to some respects, it's a little disappointing, maybe not surprising, a little disappointing, that we haven't seen more done on this quicker involving the U.S. government. I agree completely. If this were a state, I think a lot more would have been done a long time ago. But because it's a territory, it is not in people's horizon and yeah. their viewing horizon. It just hasn't gotten the attention it should. But that's a mistake. Puerto Rico citizens are U.S. citizens. Yeah. And what is happening as a result of this financial catastrophe is many of them are coming to the United States. There are hundreds yeah. of thousands of Puerto Rico <laughs> Puerto Rican citizens in Florida. There, there's something like 300,000 here in Pennsylvania. So even if people yeah. aren't paying attention now, sooner or later, they're not going to have any choice. The idea of, the, of a financial control board, is the government of Puerto Rico on board with, with, with having given over that type of control? Uh, there's a lot of resistance to it in Puerto Rico. Uh, the exact level of resistance depends on how strong of a control board. So mm -hmm. one proposal that was made by a group of Democratic senators calls for a control board, but it's a control board that would be largely controlled by Puerto Rico officials themselves. Puerto Rico's okay with that. Um, they are not nearly as okay with the natural resources bill's proposal that there be a much stronger control board, a control mm -hmm. board that looks like the one that was used in Washington um, in the 1990s. There's a lot of resistance to that. And mm -hmm. you, you hear words like colonialism and imperialism <laughs> thrown around and, and they, those words look to be lines drawn in the sand, but right. it's, it's hard to know just how staunch the resistance will be when push comes to shove. What, ha what has been the, 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 the reaction of the people of Puerto Rico to all of this? Because they're a factor in this. Uh, the government is supposed to be you know, taking in their thoughts and, and, and trying to work off of what the people want. Uh, you know, are the people... Not being heard? Are they behind this? Where are they right now? So my, my one word answer to their reaction, I think, would be complicated. Um, so uh, they feel like they ought to be helped. Uh, many people, not surprisingly, there is a fair amount of resistance to the idea of a control board and the U.S. Congress coming in and, uh, as it's often perceived, taking over the government yeah. in Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico. So there's, there's that factor. It's also the case that a fair number of Puerto Rico's citizens hold Puerto Rico bonds and Puerto Rico sure, debt. Yeah. And yeah. so from their perspective, they're, they're, they're concerned about a restructuring. They don't want a restructuring. So yeah. uh, I, I think you, I would say that the, the, my understanding is that the mood on the ground is anxious, angry, and complicated. And the value of those bonds each and every day that this process is going on is... It's dropping. Yeah. And in fact, even the the most well-secured bonds, Puerto Rico issued a lot of general obligation debt that is guaranteed by the Constitution. I think they're selling at about 70 cents on the dollar right now. And those are thought to be, were thought to be bulletproof. Yeah. Um, and it goes down from there. What is the expectation of Wall Street in all of this? Because of the fact that these bonds are, are losing a lot of value. 
So uh, Wall Street expects that the bondholders are not going to get 100 cents on the dollar. Sure. That's why they're trading at, um, for even the secure ones, 60 and 70 cents um, on the dollar. At at this point, should there even be an expectation of getting close to, you know, I I don't think there should, but it's still unclear what the end game is. So um, there are a variety of different possibilities. One is you get a restructuring option and they're written down. Another is you don't get a restructuring option and Puerto Rico just doesn't pay. They just collapse. Another is you don't get a restructuring option and somehow Puerto Rico pays. They get a bailout from the U.S. or they find some money that nobody knew was was around uh, until then. And there, there are some on Washington who are still holding out hope that they'll be bailed out, bailed out or, or paid in full. But I think um, the the overall sentiment is it's a mess. People are not going to get 100 cents on the dollar. And yeah. the question is, is how we get to where we get. Are there other markets? And you're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Joining us in studio, David Skeel, who's a professor of corporate law here at the University of Pennsylvania. We're talking about the uh, Puerto Rico debt crisis. Are there other are there other financial markets around the globe that are potentially willing to take on some of this debt at this point? <laughs> I, I mean, they obviously are going to, in some respects, see what what Wall Street is seeing and and probably step back as well. That's right. And that's one of the main points that Wall Street has been making. Wall Street, uh, particularly the people who think Puerto Rico doesn't at the end of the day, have to restructure its debt or saying, yeah. Puerto Rico, if you don't pay your debt in full, you're never going to be able to borrow again. Um, and th- there is a real question about uh, Puerto Rico's ability to go back to the debt markets. But yeah. the thing to keep in mind is we're already there. Um, Puerto Rico already yeah. can't go to the debt um, markets short yeah. of a bailout, uh, a parachute or a helicopter drop from Washington of about five or six billion dollars. Uh, there's going to be some pain in the bond markets. And I I think a restructuring actually would make it better. It would provide an orderly resolution to this rather than uh, the the water torture that Puerto Rico is going through right now. You also uh, mentioned in an article you did uh, for the uh, public policy initiative here about uh, the the labor force in Puerto Rico right now, which the participation rate in Puerto Rico, we talk about here in the United States being so disappointing that it's in the low 60s, 62 and a half percent right now. Puerto Rico, it's not even above 50 at this point, correct? It, it is depressing is the only the only word that uh, comes to mind to describe it. Yeah, it's it's below 50 percent. And uh, when you look at at young people, for instance, it's even worse. It is it's a complete mess. And um, lots of proposals for what to do about that. Uh, one of the proposals that folks are talking about is should the minimum wage be lower in Puerto Rico? Would that would that help with employment? Yeah. Um, but it's a mess at this point. We're talking with David Skeel, a professor of corporate law here at the University of Pennsylvania, talking about the Puerto Rican debt crisis. So a timetable wise, what are we looking at here in terms of potentially a a short-term solution, but realistically a long-term solution, and I think you kind of alluded to it before, you need to set something up that we're talking about five years, you know, looking at the, the next five years and then planning even beyond that so that this doesn't happen again. 
I think that's right. And I think there's a short term time frame and a longer term time frame. The, the short term time frame is that big uh, July payment that comes due. I yeah. think right now people are looking at that as the guillotine, that something needs to be done by then. But that's just putting whatever the help is in place. Uh, if you yeah. put a control board and a bankruptcy option in place, you still got to use it. You still have to fix the government. You still have to put together a five-year yeah. plan. I do think it's it's a five-year process, basically, from the moment that Puerto Rico has has the levers it needs to be able to pull. But even if they get the 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 short-term debts that we've talked about here, you know, the the one from uh, last week and the and the one coming up in July, even if they get those taken care of somehow, if the U.S. throws them a you know a big check and you know to cover that, they still have sixty-eight, sixty-nine, you know, billion dollars worth of debt that they've got to take care of at this point. Absolutely, and they've got a shrinking economy. You know, the economy shrunk by or is expected to shrink. Uh, a little over 1% this year, this fiscal year. Yeah. It's expected to shrink 2% next year. The lines don't look good. Uh, the debt's going up and the income's going down. Is it as simple as really throwing some attractive options to, to corporate to you know have them you know make the investment in Puerto Rico again it's a that's a great question that is not an option that seems to be on the table so when people hmm. are talking about how to get the the Puerto Rico economy growing again some people do talk about that give us uh, give us back our tax break yeah. but that doesn't tend to be one of the options people tend to talk more about should the minimum wage be lowered for Puerto Rico yeah. um, Puerto Rico does not do as well as the states with Medicaid reimbursement from the government so yeah. there's talk about fixing that there there talk about uh, a variety of other things um, but at least at this point, there doesn't seem to be serious pressure to reinstate that tax break, although I think that would make a big difference. Uh, it, it sounds like, though, that, that, as you just alluded to, the Medicaid and, and, and the medical issues within the economy as well are, are continue to be a growing problem and seemingly, in some respects, are, are maybe not as large, but in, in a similar type of method as what we see here in the United States right now. Uh, they clearly are a big, big problem, and I, if anything, I think it's it's magnified in Puerto Rico because it's so small. It's small, yeah. and, and they also have um, at this particular moment some extraordinary health threats. So uh, the Zika yeah. virus is there now, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's unclear what's going to happen with that. And so they're they're. Um, is an order of magnitude more uncertainty, I think, in Puerto Rico than there is in the U.S. states. And there, there's a huge uncertainty still um, about health care related issues in, in the states. And the other part about it is that even though you know seemingly right now who would be most affected by the Zika virus, there's still probably so many different pieces to this that you don't know how it will affect your your population going forward. Oh, absolutely. That, that you don't know what the economic effect is going to be on this in the next generation. Absolutely. And, and when we talk about helping out the Puerto Rico economy or the way forward for the, the Puerto Rico economy, one of the things people talk about is the tourism industry and, sure, and yeah. revitalizing the tourism industry. The Zika, Zika virus complicates that. So, uh, so yeah, uh, there are uncertainties in every dimension. Do you think this ends up being something that uh, will end up being fully addressed here 
you know, as we see President Obama heading out the door, or will this end up being stretched out to a point where this becomes the next president's issue to deal with, one of them? Uh, well, there certainly is a track record of things becoming the next president's issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. reminded of the uh, the Detroit and the car companies in 2008, yeah. uh, the Bush administration uh, dealt with them a little bit, but largely left that issue for the Obama administration. You could see a passing of the a buck with, with respect to Puerto Rico. I don't think it will be an intentional passing of the buck. My guess is that or what I fear will happen is we'll, we will get some sort of action in Congress, but it will be a compromise action. Yeah. And so it will be just bankruptcy for the municipalities, not bankruptcy for um, for Puerto Rico. It will be a control board, but a weak control board. Yeah. That, in some respects, is what worries me me most. I think it's essential either to, to really fix the problem yeah. fully um, or um, or not, and, and to leave things where they are. And, and you talked about the changes to the quote-unquote territories, we're not just talking about making changes that would affect Puerto Rico. We'd be talking about other territories that are under the U.S. realm as well. That is true, and that's another complicating factor, because when we talk about a, a restructuring law for the territories, which is, yeah. is one of the main options on, on the table— not all the territories want a restructuring option. So Guam, for instance, has complained about the possibility of, of a restructuring option. They say, we're doing fine. We, we really don't want to be covered um, by a restructuring option. Yeah. So yes, everything that happens in Puerto Rico is to some extent precedent for the other uh, territories and has relevance for the other territories. Is there a way to be able to gleam off of what other territories like Guam have done and kind of start to follow a path for Puerto Rico. Although obviously the economies are different, but I'm sure there probably are similarities. Uh, there probably are some similarities. Puerto Rico is so much bigger than all the yeah. other territories. It's a yeah. so much more complex economy that uh, you certainly couldn't just map from one of sure. the other territories yeah. to Puerto Rico. But but yes, the other territories are not in the same kind of financial trouble, and there probably are are lessons to be learned, just as there are lessons to be learned from healthy states. Um, um, unfortunately, not all the states are healthy either, sure. but, but the ones that are at this point well run. So best guess, what are we talking about here? What what ends up being the solution that, that we will be talking about in the next, next couple of weeks or next couple of months? So as I said, my fear is that we will get something, but it'll be a compromise. So my, um, my fear would be that the bankruptcy laws are changed to allow, or, or it's not a complete fear. I think this would be better than where we are now. Now. But uh, my guess is we get some kind of control board. It's probably weakened a bit to to persuade Puerto Rico to accept it. Yeah. Um, we get access for Puerto Rico's municipalities to Chapter 9, but, but not for Puerto Rico itself. That would be my guess. I will be arguing and, you know, uh, figuratively fighting against that, because yeah. I don't think that's enough. But um, that would be my guess. I, I do think there's a pretty good chance there will be legislation that comes out of Congress, as hard as that is to believe, given the, the current <laughs> situation in Washington. Great to meet you. Thanks for coming. It's great, great to meet you as well. Thanks so much. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.